0: hi all and thanks for coming back once again to my pod i'm talking about what i'm talking about and this is a continuation of the army tank so if you've read if you've listened to the first episode or episode number two um, this this episode number two um i kind of left off with the army tank um where I had actually uh, graduated from college and I was sitting on my floor and had finally, finally decided that this was my baby. So I remember sitting on the floor and I was crying. I cried so much because here I was alone about to have a baby. So I ended up... um, I graduated that night. I still did not tell, I didn't tell anybody about the pregnancy and I really carried the baby in my hips. So you really couldn't tell in my stomach that I was pregnant, but I carried him in my hips. So I had, so I went to graduation one Saturday. That Sunday, I finally told my parents that I was pregnant. So this is the end going towards the end of May at this point. So I told my parents I was I was pregnant. They were upset, I guess. I really can't remember their expression because I was so upset, so it didn't matter what they thought. But I did. I was I was really upset. That's what I can remember. And so that was on a Sunday when I told them that I was pregnant. And then a week goes by, in the, maybe the third week in May goes by, and then the fourth week of May comes by. And so I'm still going to work. I'm, I'm working at the hospital in the ER department, and I'm still going to work. And on this day, it was actually Memorial Day, and my dad who likes who likes the barbecue, but isn't, honestly, isn't the best barbecue, <laughs> barbecuer, um, but he does like the barbecue. Um, I remember eating some barbecue. I went up to my folks' house for the holiday, and I ate some barbecue, and I knew I had to go to work at 3 o'clock. So my oldest son ended up, I think he might have stayed there. Yeah, I think he did. And I went ahead and went to work. I was going to work 3 to 11, and then come on back and get him and go home. The next, you know, uh, go back to uh, to my apartment. But when I got to work, I remember being really, really cranky. I was really cranky, and um, myself and like I would always have a coworker. We wouldn't ever work by ourselves because we were kind of always kind of busy. So I ended up having um, my coworker, and then there was a triage nurse can't remember her name but she was a white lady and she had this really blonde hair and then the admitting doctor at the hospital his name was Dr. Skoransky I'll never forget his last name because he had a weird last name and I was at work that day and I was so grouchy all day long and I was just grouchy and he came in um so one of our jobs as a registration clerk or at, at whatever you want to call it, registration. Where we worked in ER registration, but one of our jobs was to take the doctor's orders whenever he had admitted the doctor. I mean, admitted the patient and put all the orders in so that they could go from the ER to the floor. So that's what I was doing. But any other time, I could read. As, you know, read any doctor's writing. You know, just scribbly. And I guess that that's a good thing because I teach school. And I can read pretty much all the writing. But, you know, a doctor's handwriting is just really over the top. So on this particular day, I could barely read his writing. So I got frustrated. And I walked to the back to the ER. And I was like, Dr. Skoronsky, what is this? I can't read this. I can't read these orders. And I was just going off. I was like, how come you can't write a little neater? And he looked at me. And he said, you're in labor. I said, I'm not in labor. He said, you're in labor. Go upstairs to labor and delivery right now and i was like what now i stopped going back in the office he said no go up to labor and delivery and i'm about to call up there in a moment so i stopped what i was doing told my coworker that was working in registration with me that i'm going to labor and delivery i went to labor and delivery and sure enough i was in labor um my son wasn't supposed to be born until like maybe mid-june I can't remember the exact due date, but this was like, this was the last day of the month. So it's May 31st. So I I was in labor. Uh, my dad and my mom came. I told them that what was occurring. I told them, uh, you know, uh, so they came to the hospital and my dad w- worked at um, a railroad company and uh the army tank was working there too because his father actually was working there as well. So his dad had gotten gotten him on at the railroad. So my dad was kept saying, "Well, is he gonna come?" And I was I was in so much pain and didn't really care if he came. And I said, "I don't know if he's gonna come." So my so my dad said, "Well, do you have a phone number?" And I was like, "I said, no, I don't." At this point, he had gotten his number changed, I believe, and I said, "I don't have a phone number." So he, so my dad ended up calling out to the railroad because that's where he worked at. And he was able to get in contact with him. And he said, you know, Angie is about to have this baby. And are you coming out here? So he must have asked my dad to speak to me. And I said, well, are you coming? And he said, I'm on my way. And I said, you're on your way. And for some reason, of course, I'm already upset. So I was even upset for whatever his response was. And whatever it was, it was making me more upset. And also, when I did go, the reason why I was like, I went into labor early was because the umbilical, umbilical cord was wrapped around my son's neck. So when I got upset, it made my blood pressure go up way high. So my dad took the phone. He said, you know what? We're not about to go through this so he told my told the army tank to go ahead and come on out here and i remember him telling me i'm on my way well whatever today is is technically he's still on his way because he never came (laughs) the army tank never came to the hospital at all and i um had the baby and I had the baby on the same night that unfortunately in um in Arkansas the uh there was a really bad storm in an American Airlines um flight the airplane crashed on the runway and it killed several people. I can't remember how many might have seemed like Maybe I'm thinking seven to fourteen people I'm not for sure if that's right, but I remember sitting in the hospital in the hospital bed after I had the baby watching it because that was all you know I was just sitting in the bed watching what had occurred and actually, I never had the baby in the room with me. no one had the baby. it didn't really matter that um that, I, that the baby wasn't in the room with me. And honestly, I didn't even have a name for the baby. Um, I sat there and couldn't think of a name. So I wanted to name him Cameron. And my dad didn't like that. But then I wanted to name him Jawan. His first name to be Jawan. Because I, I was my oldest son's name was Jalen. And I liked uh, the Michigan Five Fab Five, and I wanted my his name to be Jawan, but I thought that was a little too much. And so my I think my dad said something he didn't like it or something like that. But you know, so I ended up naming him Brandon, and his middle name was Jawan. So I still got my Jawan, even though I did that wasn't his first name. So the the nurse finally came in and asked me. Do you have a name for the baby? And I told her I finally have one because previously I didn't. And every time they would bring the baby in, I, you know, I didn't have a name for her, but he would just they would just look at his arm brace or whatever, compared it to mine, and it said maybe baby, you know, and my last name or something. I can't remember what it said. So I eventually went home. Uh I went to my parents' house. So my dad came down, got my car. Went to my parents' house. I'm still waiting for this guy to show up. He never showed up. So, to tell you how bad it feels to be going through something like that life-changing. I had my dad and my mom was there. But he, that guy, that army tank, never showed up. He never showed up. So, I did go back to my parents' house and I you know in the beginning I stayed there at my parents' house. My son was so underweight. He was so skinny. And and, and as like I said, I I ended up I didn't tell anybody I was I was pregnant. I didn't have very many prenatal visits before. So he was very, very little. Very skinny, leg arms, just real little. Um, he was short. He was just a little baby. He wasn't a preemie. He was just he was about two weeks early, but he wasn't a preemie. So after I um um when Brandon was about six weeks old, oh, during oh, I'm sorry, let me take that back. During that time, when I was, uh, I was just gonna stay at my parents' house for a couple weeks, and then I was gonna go back home. But during that time, my apartment flooded, so I ended up having to stay longer at my parents' house. So I was at my parents' house, and I called him. He finally answered, and at this point, he had moved in with so called two of his cousins that were um state troopers, so he was fascinated. I think he might have had a criminal justice degree, so he was fascinated with that whole criminal side, so he was um he, um, uh, I remember calling him and asking him, Was he coming to see me or see the baby? And he said that he was coming and he was going to take us to Target in Little Rock so that we could go shopping for the baby. So I'm kind of excited because I didn't have a whole lot of stuff and I wanted to go. I like Target anyway, so. I wanted to go to Target and buy the baby some stuff. You know, you know, you know I am i to come get you. We're going to go up to Target. We're going to get the baby some stuff. That never happened either. I waited and I waited and I waited. And I kind of felt like my son did as he was growing up. Because sometimes he would say, I'm coming to get you. And he would never show up. But that's how he exactly did when he told me that he was going to get us to take us to Target. So when the baby became six weeks old, when Brandon became six weeks old, I eventually took the baby to him. He never saw the baby until he was six weeks old, and I took the baby to him. And when I took the baby to him, he was you no—he know, was a roommate with these two other guys that. That were his so called cousins and uh he he kept the baby, but there's another part to that story anyway well he so he kept the baby and i I can't remember what I did that day I think I might have been in between jobs so i it's about six weeks and i and I take him i I needed a job so I ended up driving from where we lived to Little rock to go and um apply for a job, I was going to be a receptionist. So I was waiting for a call back and I didn't actually didn't even get a call back. Um, I can't remember where I went to work at. And he ended up, uh, I went back over there. He saw the baby for the first time. He kept the baby. And then I ended up going home. But something was really real, real weird about it. Cause I never, He never really came over at all, at all. And our son was identical to him. Complexion of the skin, facial structure, all of that. All of that was very, 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 he had very strong genes when it came to that. So some time goes by and he, um, our son ended up developing, um, well, my son, not our son. I'm just going to say mine. My son ended up developing out um, some sepsis. He ended up having sepsis in his blood. And he was always sick. He was always cranky. He, um, I could never get his medicine, I mean, not his medicine, his formula right. So they switched his formula a whole bunch of times. And he ended up drinking a formula called neutrimogen. It was very, very expensive. That's the medica- the um, the formula he was on. So he developed sepsis and I took him to the hospital and he had a very low grade temperature. I worked in the ER, so I'm in the same ER where I worked at at this point. And, you know, the, I can't remember what doctor was on duty, but, you know, he kept telling me, well, we, he, we're going to have to admit him because he has sepsis and we don't know where this infection is coming from. So I was in the hospital for two or three days. And so I started thinking and it came to me and it said, you know, I called him and I told him that our son was, you know, my son, our son, but really mine, was in the hospital and was he going to come. He said, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on my way. But he never came. So I, was, I kept saying something is stopping him from coming to the hospital. So I called my coworker who had actually went to college with him and she worked in the ER as well. And I told her what was going on. And um, at the time she said, I, and so she knew his name and I think this is way before HIPAA laws, I believe. So I said, well, please go look up Army Tank's name for me. I called her and she was at work. I said, look at Army Tank's name for me and see if this girl, which was the first girl friend named, I'll just call her by her first name. Her first name was uh, Tanya. I said, can you go see if Tanya has him on child support? Because I knew Tanya had already had a son with him. So she looked him up. Looked her up in the, in the computer and she said, He's on child support, but Tanya doesn't have him on child support. And I was like, Well, who does? And she said, Well, I'm going to do this. She said, Just like we have patients into the hospital, I'm going to give you the baby's date of birth and you do the rest. She gave me the baby's date of birth. It might have been sometime in March. March of nineteen ninety nine. Can't remember the date, but it was sometimes in March. sometime in March. And so I went uh when I got a fr- up some free time, he had fell asleep, so um they had taken him and put him in the um in the nursery. And so when I got that free time, I went came downstairs and I put in the baby's date of birth. And when I put in the baby's date of birth, like I was going to register the baby or I was searching for, you know, maybe a, men, a baby in the hospital, all of the parent information came up. So now it shows me who the mother is. And the mother's name is, I'm going to call her Ronica. So Ronica, her um, name came up with all the details. And Ronica was someone who, worked in the same school that I worked in when I was student teaching. So from that day right there, not only was the first girlfriend pregnant, Tanya, Ronica was pregnant as well and had just had a baby and had put him on child support. And March, April, May, June, June 1st, my son Brandon was born. So in a matter of months, November, March, and June, right in that order, he had three babies that were all under one. They were all infants. And that's, I guess that's why he always said, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Maybe he was overwhelmed. Maybe he had a hard time admitting, uh, accepting the fact that he had three babies. And then he had a fourth son, too, because the fourth son might have been three or four, maybe. So he had kids, all of them under five years of age. And three of those kids were newborns in diapers. So I'm talking about what I'm talking about. And that's thanks for tuning in to episode three. And I'll be back. Talk to you soon.